Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The Discipline of Consistency which is the conscious effort to maintain our walk with the Lord over our lifetime without ceasing. Walking with the Almighty God from the very beginning to the end without failing. That is the discipline of consistency. And the question is, why the discipline of consistency? Why is it important? Why are we looking at this discipline of, of consistency? We are looking at the discipline of consistency because consistency is what builds intimacy in relationship. Consistency is what builds intimacy in relationship. It's what holds the relationship together. That is why somebody like David can say, I have been young and now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor is he begging bread because he has built an intimate relationship with the Almighty God and he sees that the Lord is faithful. So that's why we're talking about it. It builds intimacy in relationship. How do you get to know your friend? The friend that you see once a year and the one that you see every day, the level of conversation that you have is different. The level of intimacy between the two of you is different. So that is why we're talking about it. Number two, we're talking about the discipline of intimacy because it enhances our confidence and our trust. The more you walk with somebody, the more you get to know that person, the more you have confidence in that person's ability, the more you trust that person's judgment. That's why we're talking about it. We're talking about it, number three, because it sustains your growth and your development. What you do regularly, you get better at. What you do regularly, what you practice every day, you become an expert at those things. And when I was young, I used to play soccer. We went to a men's retreat, and they brought soccer. So I thought that I could still do what I used to do when I was younger. And then I found out that there is a way the head talks to the leg, and the leg will respond. But the thing is that your head is communicating something, but your leg is not responding as fast as you want. I thought that I could dribble, but unfortunately my leg is not doing what it was supposed to do. So you found out that because I have not been practicing this thing for a very long time, it only took about 5 to 10 minutes and I started breathing as if I was carrying something because I was completely out of shape. But when you practice the discipline of consistency and you are doing this thing over and over and over again, you grow. And you develop, and you mature, and you become an expert in that area. That's why you practice the discipline of consistency. Number four, the discipline of consistency, we are talking about it today because it strengthens your faith. You have done it so many times, you know that these things work. You have done it so many times, you are convinced that God hears and answers prayer. You have prayed so many times, and God has answered your prayer. So when somebody talks, prayer doesn't work, you say, no, maybe your prayer does not work, but mine work because I have seen it and I have practiced it before. And that is what the psalmist was saying. He said that I have been young and now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the sick begging bread. Because the psalmist has walked with the Lord right from the time of his youth. And he knew that the Lord was faithful. 
So when you practice the discipline of consistency, it sustains your growth, it strengthens your faith, and it develops your conviction. And like I said earlier, it is not enough to start a journey with the Lord. It is not enough to fall in love with God. What is most important in our journey with the Almighty God is the continuation of what the Lord God Almighty has told us to do. And because this particular Christian journey that we are in right now, this journey that we are in right now, the blessing of the Christian journey is not you starting the journey. That's not where the blessing is. You will get some blessing, but you will not get the full thing. The blessing of the Christian life comes to those who remain in the Christian race. The people who continue to do it. The people who continue to get the blessing. Those who continue to practice the Christian faith. Those are the people that benefit from it. And that's why the Bible tells us there in Matthew 24. Even from verse number 13. He said that he that shall endure unto the end. The same shall be saved. Only those who endure to the end. Not the people who came peep and went away. Not the people who got offended along the way. Not the people who started but were not able to finish. Not the people who got discouraged along the way. Not the people who were distracted. But he said only those who endure to the end. Which means the race is going to be challenging. It's going to be discouraging. You are going to see people who will encourage you to stop. You will have a number of reasons for you not to continue. But Jesus is saying, if you want to get the blessing, you have to keep on to the very end. Only those who endure to the end shall be saved. And the writer of the book of Hebrew backed up the saints of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 28, the Bible says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, if anyone forgets this journey, if anyone abandons this journey, he said, my soul will have no pleasure in that person. In other words, that person is not expecting anything. You are not going to get anything. If you do not stick to it to the very end, if you don't run this race to the very end, then you are wasting your time. The question then is, what is this thing that I'm calling the discipline of consistency? What is it? The discipline of consistency is the personal dedication that you make to yourself to carry out an activity or a task to completion. In other words, you complete what you started. You started this Christian journey, finish it. That's what the discipline is all about. It is the decision to do what you must do even when you don't like it. There are times when you wake up in the morning, church is not the best place you want to go. Prayer is not the thing you want to do. Reading the Bible is not the thing you want to do. But you do it anyway. Why? Because you want to get the benefit out of it. Why is it that every January we're all buying exercise equipment? Because we want to look good. We have eaten all those things over the holiday and want to get rid of the fat. But who are the people that benefit from it? It's not the people that stop in week number two. Not the people that stop in week number three. Not the people that stop after the first quarter. The people who stop at the first week or the second week, they end up like me. The idea is that if you want to have the six packs, you have to keep doing it. Even when you don't want to do it. So the discipline of consistency is the decision to do something even when you don't feel like doing it. That is why the people who have six-packs are the people who do this thing every day. They do it every day. The student that gets the A is the one that studies the book every day. The one that becomes an expert in their field is the one that practices field every day, doing it every day. And the one that benefits and gets the blessings of heaven is the one that continues to seek God, even when you don't have a reason to seek Him. The discipline of consistency is the conscious effort to maintain your walk with God over your lifetime without ceasing. 
That is, you keep following God even when you can't see Him. You keep obeying Him when it doesn't make sense. You keep praying when you don't even see the answer. You keep following the instruction that He gave you even when you don't see any result. You keep doing what you ask you to do. You maintain your walk with the Lord over your lifetime even when you are not seeing the results. The discipline of consistency is all about making the commitment to yourself and to the Almighty God. It's keeping your word to the Almighty God and saying, Lord, I have made a promise. I will stick with it. I have made a commitment to you. I will keep it. And that's what the Bible tells in the book of the Psalm, Psalm 15. In Psalm 15, reading from verse 1, the psalmist asks the question. He said, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy place? And then the psalmist started giving us the reason. Started telling us who that kind of person is. If you get to verse number 4, the psalmist said, one of the qualities of the people who will stand before the Almighty God, who will stand in his holy hill, is a man who swears to his own heart and does not change. He makes a promise and he doesn't change it. Even when he's on disadvantage, he still sticks to that promise. This is what I promised to the Lord, and I will not go back. In other words, the discipline of consistency is about a lifelong commitment to ourselves and to the Almighty God. That's what the discipline is all about. You make a promise to yourself and to the Almighty God. Unfortunately, in our community these days, that is one thing that people don't have. Gone are the days where people say, yes, I do, and they stay with it to the very end. Now, there are so many reasons why people cut it off. I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying that it has now become a fashion for us not to keep our words. It is now fashionable for us to destroy every commitment that we've made. But the discipline of commitment is a lifelong commitment to yourself and to the Almighty God. That's what the discipline is all about. Now, why is this discipline important? And why is it powerful in the life of a believer? Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18, reading from verse number 19, the Bible says, For I know him. This is God talking about Abraham now. He said, I know him. That he will command his children and his household after him that they should keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken about him. In other words, the Lord is giving a testimony. He said, I know this guy. I know him because I know he will do what he says he will do. He's going to raise his children. He's going to teach them in the way of the Lord. The Lord is able to say this about Abraham because the Lord has seen Abraham consistently walk with him. The Lord had given Abraham some very weird instruction. And Abraham had followed. I mean, you're telling some Bible, your old man, get out of your house and start going. If they tell you today, get out of your house and start going, and you pack your bag, a lot of people will send you to Clover Bottom. Say something is wrong with you. Probably you missed your injection. But here was a man, 75, get out of your house. And the guy started going. And he followed the instruction of the Almighty God up to that point. At that point, he has developed credibility with the Almighty God. And God said, I know this guy. It doesn't matter the instruction that I give him, I know he will follow it. And the reason was because Abraham had been consistent with the Lord. Abraham had been faithful to the Almighty God. So you see, the discipline of consistency is powerful because, number one, it attracts the attention of the Almighty God. When you are walking with God, can you imagine? Look at yourself and look at the friends that you have. We all have all sorts of friends. We all have friends that we call when we want to talk about sports. There are some people, if you want to talk about money, you call them. There are some people, if you want to talk about life, and they are going to tell you the truth, you know who to call. So when you see somebody who is consistent in the way they relate to you, it draws your attention. You don't treat them anyhow. You put them in a special category. That's what happens. When you practice the discipline of consistency, you attract the attention of the Almighty God. Not only that, you attract His presence. The Lord Almighty can dine with you. He can have a conversation with you. Not only that, you attract the trust of God. 
The Bible tells us, say, I know him. That means I trust him. Talking about Abraham. I know him. I trust him because I have worked with him for a very long time. And he has been very consistent. Not only that, attract God's commendation. God can boast about you. Just like he did with Job. Told Satan, say, Satan, I know you are a bad boy. But have you seen this guy? This is the real deal. God was boasting about Job because Job had been consistent in his work with the Almighty God. And that is the power of consistency. It draws the attention of the Almighty God. It brings God's presence into your life. It attracts the trust of the Almighty God. And then the Almighty God is able to commend you. And then finally, the blessings of God begin to attend to your life. Because when you are consistent, you are doing what He wants you to do. You are following Him the way He wants you to follow. What else? The Lord Almighty has no option than to bless you. But a lot of us are looking for the blessing when we are one leg in and one leg out. You walk with the Lord today, don't show up again until next Easter. You go on Easter and you go on Christmas Day. Then you expect God to bless you. Assuming you are a millionaire and you have a son or a daughter or a friend or a neighbor that shows up only twice a year. And the day he shows up on Christmas Day, he says, Uncle, I need money. I have an issue of a millionaire. Will you write that check? Will you? And you expect God to bless you without you doing anything. God just look at you and say, ah, it's Santa Claus. Yeah, boys will be boys. No, it doesn't work like that. There has to be consistency to attract the blessings of God. And that is the power of consistency because it attracts the blessings of God. But why? Why does consistency attract God's attention? Why does he attract the blessings of God? Why does he attract the commendation of the Almighty God? The reason is because your consistency reveals your value. Your consistency reveals your value. It tells the world what you consider to be important. Because what, what is important to you, you will always find time to do it. None of us is so busy that you don't eat. That tells you food is important for you. But many of us, you talk about God, I love God, I love God, but you don't have time to pray. I love God, I love God, I don't have time to read His word. That means you don't love God. So your consistency in following the Almighty God tells us what you consider to be important. It tells us your value. The power of the consistency. God is interested. God begins to pay attention to you. He begins to rain blessings upon you because it tells you your conviction. That you are persuaded that you have a relationship with this God. A person who is married and is in love with his wife. How do you demonstrate it? You spend time with that person. You don't come and say, well, I'm tired today. I don't want to talk to you today. Or you don't talk to that person for the next one week and you are living in the same house. How do you say you love that kind of person? So your consistency, number one, it reflects your value. Number two, it reflects our conviction. Number three, it reflects our priority. What we consider to be important. Number four, it reflects our source. In other words, what you consider to be the source of your power, the source of your sustainer, the source of your provision. Many of us, if we are dying, we will go to work. Why? Because the bills will never stop coming in America. You will pay the bill whether you like it or not. Because you know that your job is what pays your bill, you never miss a day. If you, if you are feeling bad, you will call them. If you have sick time, you call them beforehand. Why? Because you know that is what sustains you. If you know God, your sustenance, you never miss a time with him. You never miss a time with him. But if you don't see God as your sustenance, why would you care? So the power of consistency, why God pays attention to it, why God blesses the people who do it, why he attracts attention of the Almighty God, is because you are telling God that you are my sustenance. You are the person who supports me. You are the person who keeps me alive. You are the person who keeps me moving. 
Consistency is powerful because it shows that you are telling God, you are my defense. Outside of you, I have nothing. I am exposed. The enemy can mess me up. And that's why I spend time in your presence. That is what you are telling God when you show up every day. You are telling God, Lord, you are important to me. You are the source of my provision. You are the source of my defense. You are the only one I can trust. You are the most important thing to me. That is what you are telling the Lord. But when you don't show up, when you don't talk to him, when you don't maintain that relationship, you're telling God, well, you're not important to me. You know, that's basically what you're telling the Lord. Okay, fine. I'm not important to you. Well, we'll see what happens. I want you to think about this. If the discipline of consistency is so powerful, why is it difficult for us to do it? Why? Why is it difficult to practice the discipline of consistency? Let me tell you one thing. That many of us find it very difficult. Because number one, of what is called impatience. Hebrews 10 verse 26 tells us, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. In other words, you need patience to be able to get what God has promised. If you are not patient, you are not going to get it. God is not a magician. I've been saying this for a long time. God is not a magician. He knows what you want. He will give you what you want, but he needs you to be patient. He will do it at his own time. That's why he's God. So a lot of people cannot practice consistency in their work with God because of impatience. Number two, because of what is called the instant culture. It must happen now. It must happen now. A person is born today and they want to start driving an airplane tomorrow. You want to do the things that people who have been working for 20, 30 years, you want to accomplish it in one day because of the instant culture. The Bible makes us to understand. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their way, when they carry out their own wicked schemes. Say, don't look at other people who measure your life. He said, be still. Instant culture is making it extremely difficult, even for the church, to be consistent because we are looking for a quick way. Our society have succeeded in doing one thing. They have succeeded in taking what is called waiting out of wanting. What does that mean? Waiting out of wanting. I remember telling somebody, I said, if you meet a Nigerian and that Nigerian tells you, I have a house in Africa. He said, you can be sure that that house is not on mortgage. He said, what do you mean? I said, we don't have a credit system. Now they have a credit system. But we don't used to have credit system. If you buy a house, you sweat it. Every block you paid for it when you had the money. And by the time you build the house, it is yours. But what happened? When you take waiting out of wanting, it means you can have what you want right now, even if you can't afford it. You can have what you want right now, even when you know that that thing, you cannot sustain it. And that's why people buy houses they cannot afford. They buy cars that they cannot afford. They accumulate stuff that they cannot afford because waiting has been taken out of wanting. That is why you see the credit system is drowning a lot of people. Many of us cannot maintain consistency with the Almighty God because of the instant culture. Finally, we struggle with consistency because of what is called broken focus. Broken focus. The Bible says that write the vision. The vision is for an appointed time. It shall not lie. No, it tarries. Wait for it because it will surely come. That was the word the Lord gave me in 1994 concerning the particular issue I was praying for. But when you lose focus, what you find is that you will forget about what the Lord has promised you 
Because you see other people doing things. You think that you can follow their way and get the results. I don't know if I've ever shared this. When we were in high school, I was the class captain there. And your job is to record what the assignment that students do. So there was this particular literature exam. The band that was teaching this class, the man was practically blind. His glasses was as thick as the bottom of a cook. That he can see. When he gave us this assignment, he said, we're going to write it down. I had forgotten about it. So when we got to class, we saw, oh, he said, we're going to have a test. People brought the book out. They were copying. They were sitting right in front of Alaji Bakari. The man could not see them. But yours truly, I wanted to do exactly the same thing. So I went to the back, I opened my book, and the man who was blind saw me. That day, I realized, I said, there are certain things that are good for you. There are certain things that are not good for you. The Bible says, do not follow the multitude to do evil. Father, other people are doing it and making it doesn't mean that if you put your hands into it, you are going to get it. And when you lose your focus, you can never be consistent with the Almighty God. You are always going to drive anyhow. You are going to run anyhow. And that is the reason why people are inconsistent in their work with God. Because number one, they are impatient. Because number two, they have swallowed the instant culture. Because number three, they have lost focus of what is important to them. And my brothers and sisters, the issue of struggling with consistency with God is not unique to anybody. Every one of us have that issue. It's not every day that I wake up and I pray. There are days I wake up and I just say, Lord, help me. There are days I, I look at the scriptures, it's not very interesting. But the issue is not whether you fall one or twice. That's not the issue. The issue is that you remain in your falling condition. That's the question. Temptation is not a sin. Yielding to temptation is the problem. So falling down, not being consistent 100% is not the problem. But living a habitual life of inconsistency is a problem. And that's what I want you to understand. There is danger in living a life of inconsistency. And that's what the Bible tells us in the book of James chapter 1. If you start reading from verse number 2, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. In other words, when you are challenged in one area or the other, it produces patience in your heart as you try to work it out. The Bible now says, But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. He said, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally without reproach and it shall be given unto him. Verse number 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded person, an inconsistent person is unstable in all his ways. You cannot trust an inconsistent person. That's what the Bible is telling us. Now, from this verse of the scripture, you see the danger of inconsistency. And the first danger of inconsistency is that it results in instability in your life. You cannot move forward. When you say yes today, you say no tomorrow. Yes today, no tomorrow. Yes today. People will now say, okay, let's wait and see which one it is right now. Because they don't know where you stand. Inconsistency will result in instability in your life. Number two, it will make you ungrounded. There was a story of a little girl that did the science project. They asked her to plant a seed and watch it grow. This little girl will plant the seed. Every day, it will go to the tree, pull it out and see if it's growing, put it back in there. Pull it up, put it up, pull it up, put it back. And he's wondering why that thing is not growing. And then the mother said, as long as you keep pulling it up or pulling it back, it will never grow. And that's what's happening to many of us. 
we run into some challenges in life, we come to church. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. The Lord tells you this is what you must do. You do it for one day, you leave it alone. It's too much trouble. And then we leave for about six months. You come back to church. You do it. You go, and then you keep going in and out, in and out, in and out. And then the Lord says, what is wrong with this boy? Just stay put in one place. Only those who stay put and are grounded in one place, those are the people that see the results. So inconsistency, number one, will result in instability. Number two, it will result that you will not be grounded. Number three, it will produce uncertainty in your life. Because you are not going to see the results that you are looking for. You are not consistent. If you don't hold on to one thing, you will never see the results that you are looking for. And then you will have limited progress. You will see one step forward and you will begin to walk three steps backward because you keep recreating the wheel. You keep doing the same thing over and over. Now, one thing that I want you to understand is this. Back home in Nigeria, when we were still in school, they promote people on trial. Here in the U.S. now, everybody just moves on. But they normally promote you on trial. That means you are supposed to score 50, you score 47, or you score 48. They look at this, okay, let's push him on trial. After first semester, if you don't perform, they take you back again. God does not do on trial. You learn the lesson before you move on in life. If something is happening to you over and over and over again, it's an indication that there is a lesson that you are refusing to learn. There is something the Lord is trying to tell you that you are not listening. And that is why you keep getting the same thing because you are not going to go any further unless you learn that lesson. So you have limited progress. That was why the children of Israel were doing what? They were roaming around in the wilderness for 40 years because they refused to learn the lesson of trusting God when he was telling them to trust him. If the heavens can open and somebody is pouring food for you every day and the man says move forward, aren't you going to move forward? But that's a story for another day. Anyway, so limited progress. And then, if you are inconsistent, you will find out that you will be cut off from the flow of grace. The Bible says, let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. When you are one step in and when you are one step out. And you are going in and out, in and out, in and out. God cannot trust you. Man cannot trust you. Then you are not going to get anything. You will be cut off from the flow of grace. The question then is, how do you develop this consistent habits? How do you develop this discipline of consistency in our lives? We develop this discipline of consistency by knowing what you believe. When you know your God, you don't need anybody to convince you to praise Him. You don't need anybody to convince you to worship Him. When you love your God, when you know your God. But when you don't know your God, that's when somebody will have to beg you, ah, they could not do it like this now. Eh? Do it like this now. No. When you know your God, you become strong. That's what the Bible tells us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. It says, such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flattery. But the people that do know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. So for you to be consistent, you need to know the God that you are serving. You need to know what you believe. I normally joke and I tell you people that say, okay, you know, this apple pie business. I love apple pie. Yeah. If I ate apple pie this morning and you come from Africa, you say there's nothing like apple pie. There's only Moimoy and Akara. And I tell you, there's apple pie in America. And you keep arguing. If I ate apple pie this morning, I know what I ate. You can disagree with me from now till tomorrow. It doesn't make any difference. I know what I ate. I know it's delicious. But anyway, if you know what you believe, it's a different story. It helps you to be consistent. Not only that, if you know why you believe what you believe. I mean, if you are serving God and you know why you are serving God, nobody will tell you what to do. Nobody will tell you to pray. You know why you pray. You know that God. Not only that, you develop consistency when you make it public to the whole world that yes, I believe in God. A lot of people don't tell their co-workers that they are Christians. The reason is because they don't want to be mocked. 
when they start doing foolish things, after all, you call yourself a Christian. The unbelievers, they know how to hold you accountable. So if you want to be held accountable, you tell the whole world, here I am. I'm a believer. And that helps you. It checks you. It helps other people to hold you accountable. If I say I am a pastor at work, I will not be slacking off. I will not be doing anything that will bring disrepute to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is how you stay consistent. When you allow other people to hold you accountable. And the easiest way a believer can allow other people to hold them accountable is for them to declare publicly, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. How do you develop consistency? You develop consistency by remaining in fellowship. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 tells us, Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exalting one another so as much more as yet, see, as we see the day approaching. In other words, remain in assembly of one another together. When I encourage you, you encourage me. I encourage you, encourage me. It is very difficult for us to fall away, to abandon our faith. But when you isolate yourself, it is very easy for the devil to do a number on you. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.